When your customers call, the last thing you want them to hear is this. Please hold. Your call is important to us. Introducing OneTalk from Verizon. Now your desk phone and smartphone can work together on one number so customers can find you wherever work takes you. And you can put your customers first, not on hold. Click the banner to learn more about OneTalk and see why more small businesses choose Verizon. Because in business, better matters. OneTalk-capable desk phone must be purchased from Verizon to support some of these features. Results based on third-party study. Log Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. Cool. Cool. Thanks for having me on your show. So awesome to be here with you and all your listeners. Cool. I think you don't screw Cool. Oh my goodness. Oh, that came out. Oh, all kinds of freaky. That's not what cool. I mean. Cool. 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 Journey on over to talktoq.com. 
And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. Imagine being able to charge your phone anywhere. The Arc Sling Motion Converter turns movement into electricity, and it doesn't rely on the weather like solar or wind power. The motion of rocking or even walking harnesses kinetic energy, generating clean electricity to charge your cell phone, tablet, or other devices. Arc Sling is running a Kickstarter campaign to bring this technology to market. Visit ArcSling.com and rock out with the new energy generation. That's ARCSling.com. Listen to The Crystal Show for celebrity gossip, amazing interviews, musical guests, and the most fun to be had on Internet radio. Check out the past and new podcasts at thecrystalshow.com. I go on and on, can't understand how I last so long. I must have the superpowers, last 223,000 hours. What up, what up? All right, let me go to the 517 area code, the Motor City of Detroit. And I welcome on the author, the host of the show, Legend, Crystal Pickerson. Chris, what's going on? Hello, you. Reading a script and everything. That's what I like it. You sound really... You still sound real happy tonight. It's good to hear you kind of up it. It's pretty cool. I like that. Well, yeah, I was until you just told me you couldn't hear a word that I said. <laughs> I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to Crystal. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> All right. So we'll try this again because I have a couple of things that I need to go over. Um, okay. First of all, I want to officially welcome everyone to the Talk to Q Radio Show. No experts, just opinions. My name is Quincy, and this is my show, episode number 643. And um, I also want to mention that you all need to watch out for a new author in town. Author Candice will be having a costume party book launch, door prizes, raffles, costume contests, music, food, and fun. Join author Candice on October 29th at the Waco Convention Center in Waco, Texas, from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. local time. Get the book, Deadly Desire, signed by Candace herself, and enjoy the Halloween fun. Now, as far as the book is concerned, Deadly Desire, the main character, Autumn, once believed that she had the perfect marriage and she, until she began to have dreams that had her think twice about Trey, the man she shared vows with. As his lies continued to unravel and his ways became transparent, she realizes that this life wasn't for her. So when Jeremy Slanderbach returns into her life, he reminds her of the past and how it should feel to be loved. As the stories are told and the secrets are revealed, desires of lust and love will lead you to the only thing that is promised to us all, death. So check out the um, Daily Desires book signing, Halloween book signing, with author Candace. Get your book signed on October 29th from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. local time at the Waco Convention Center in Waco, Texas. If you want to check her out, go to Facebook and search for author Candice, K-A-N-D-I-C-E, and you can get more information about her there. Okay? So, 
347-202-0215 is the number. I also want to thank my sponsors that you heard um, earlier, the uh, Arch Sling, A-R-C-S-L-I-N-G, archsling.com, and thecrystalshow.com. All right, since I'm all out of whack from the technical difficulties that I didn't realize I was having, we'll go ahead and try to get this show kicked off. Now, tonight we're discussing all things Halloween and all things creepy. Um, It's that time of the year, which means that we'll have parties left and right this weekend. Guys will be treated to women wearing the sexiest costumes they can find. But the question is, when did Halloween go from being about kids, costumes, fun, and candy, to a public display of bedroom role-playing. Now, guys usually wear the goofy and offensive outfits, while the ladies show us versions of nurses, teachers, and cops that we've never actually seen before in real life. So on this show, we'll discuss this, the clown sightings that have been very prevalent in the South, and other things on the Halloween edition of the Talk to Q Radio Show, episode 643. Now, to my callers, Buck and Crystal, how are you all? Let me get back to you all again. You all doing okay? Y'all good? Outstanding. Oh, uh, yeah. We're fine. All right. All right. All right. Let's kick this thing off. First question for Crystal. Do you participate in Halloween? And if so, what was your last costume? Well, um, yeah, I do participate in Halloween. I love Halloween, you know. And um, my last costume has always been my costume, which is the witch. I go in native costume. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> but what about you, man? I do participate in Halloween. I hadn't done it in the, in the last two years, um, just simply because the time has just been a little bit, you know, just really hadn't taken the time to participate in it. Um, I do like to decorate for it. I won't be doing it this year. But um, my last costume, I was actually Michael Myers. And I I really, really freaked some people out because the funny thing about it was I wasn't wearing gloves, and they still thought I was white. That was tripped out. I'm going, like, you can't look at my damn hands and tell I'm black and Michael Myers. But I don't think they were looking down. They were looking at the mask. And it, Michael Myers really does freak out a lot of people. Um, and I get, really kind of took it to the extreme. I actually drove around town with the mask on. And the, some of the pulling up at the traffic light and somebody seeing Michael Myers in the car, it really freaked some people out. I almost made some people wreck trying to drive through a red light because they see Michael Myers in, in, you know, in a car next to him. So it was pretty cool to do it, but you know, I I, I don't want nobody to get hurt just because I'm dressed up. So, but um, it's, <laughs> yeah, that's it's, it's pretty. It's pretty cool. Um, I I might do something this year. I doubt it, but um. I know this past weekend I was downtown, and there were a lot of people already dressed up um, for Halloween over the weekend down in Pensacola. So it's 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 cool to dress up. It's cool to decorate for it. Um, I used to have some massive uh, decorations for Halloween um, inside and outside the house when I was married, and it it, it was a really really fun time because that's um, when you decorate for Halloween. It, you don't have; it, they don't have to be perfect like they do for Christmas. You have to be perfect. You, you can be, you can let them hang halfway and make them look creepy and things of that nature. And it, it's, uh, it's pretty fun to do. I just treat the front of my house like a bulletin board, like because we did a lot of bulletin board stuff for my mom since she was a school teacher. So I just used the house as the canvas. But uh, it's pretty fun to decorate for. 
All right. Well, that's cool, but well, let me bring on a man who is known throughout the South as the Minister of Sexual Affairs. Well, probably around the world at this point. In the Magnolia <laughs> State of Mississippi. Let me welcome on from the 601 area code, my man Eminem. Eminem, what's happening? Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? All right, man. And Eminem, do you celebrate um, Halloween? And if so, what was your last costume? Uh, well, yeah, yeah. I've, I've been celebrating since a kid, but uh, but now as far as me celebrating myself, I pretty much haven't celebrated in, man, I, I can't remember how long. But it's all been about, you know, doing stuff for the kids and that kind, that kind of stuff. But, uh, uh, but yeah, I celebrate. I, mean, I ain't one of these damn people talking about, uh, now this is something that's, more prevalent in the South, especially the rural South. You know, Halloween is is worshiping the devil and all this nonsense. You know, it's just it's just something fun to do, really. Uh, but yeah, I totally celebrate it, and uh, I always say that uh, you know when I get a little extra money or whatever, I like I would like to uh, try to do something uh, for the whole community and like you know let my little uh, you know kids I coach and kids at my school and just kind of do stuff in the whole neighborhood turn to like a Halloween block party because I have to have you know a certain amount of grown people to to keep the bad elements out but you know just right. kind of restore shit man because like Buck was saying I mean Halloween is I mean for the people who celebrate it Halloween uh, and you know Halloween is one of the most fun holidays for a kid you know because you know it's it's synonymous with candy man you know so it's like Kids and candy go hand in hand. You know, ain't no kid thinking about, you know, actually worshiping nothing. It's just all about the candy, really. You know, and just the fun, just fun something to do. And uh, my most memorable Halloween, but this this might be a question. You, um, was when I was at a head start, man, and uh, one of the teachers was dressed up like a witch. So I must have been about five years old. So I'm thinking the shit was real, right? And all the kids were running and stuff. And uh, now this is something that I've been about for years. I took a damn chair and threw it at the, <laughs> threw it at the rich, witch because I thought the witch was real. Oh, right. And it hit the lady. And, you know, people laughed about that shit for a long time. You know, it was damn. all in fun. I mean, it wasn't like a kid now just saying I'm finna go off on a teacher. Cause, but I'm thinking this was a, a witch. So, and um, some movie was out, man, back in the 70s. Oh, shit. I have no idea what the name of this shit Halloween? No, no, not Halloween. Wasn't nothing popular like that. But anyway, at the end, it was two girls. I think one of them was good, one of them was bad or something. And the only way she got away to kill her was they was, like, driving. I guess it must have been in California. And she jumped out the car or something, and the car went off the cliff. That's the only way they killed. I don't know what the, I mean. I don't have a clue what the name of that stuff was, but uh, it might have just been something on the TV. You know, they used to have the Sunday night movies or something like that. Uh, it might have been something like, like uh, was that Stranger in Our House? I don't know. I just remember that part about the car going off the cliff. There was a West Craven movie in the late seventies, and that sounded like something like that. Yeah, that must have been the lady. Man. The lady from The Exorcist was in it. Uh, wasn't Linda Blair in The Exorcist? You know what? I think Linda Blair was in it. 
Okay, that might have been yeah. in our house. Yeah, yeah. I mean, anyway, I had uh, I had I had seen that, and I was like freaked the fuck out. So I'm saying, well, yeah. I'm a little kid, so I'm not saying if I'm dying, I'm taking somebody with me. But basically, that was my actions. But that's my most yeah. memorable Halloween. I don't like. All these years later, that's that's the Halloween that stand out the most, man. Okay, all right. <laughs> well, I participated last year, um, and um, I was Clark Kent. So I had my suit and tie on with my Superman T-shirt logo underneath, and I had my, uh, had my, my hat on and everything, and black had a pretty good hilarious. time. Yeah, I guess I was dark Kent, but um, there you go. <laughs> you know, it's it's just a, it's it's a time of the year where I mean, now some people don't participate for religious reasons, and I, I won't get into all that. But for those who do, it's a chance it's a chance to escape. And, you know, be something, you know, you're not. You know, for that moment, you don't have to be broke. You can look like you're rich, or some people choose to look like they're broke. And, you know, I mean, there's so many different things you can go, different ways you can go. But, Crystal, is Halloween more about men drinking and women dressing sexy than children and candy these days? No. I mean, I don't think so, because... I remember, uh, I think it was my first marriage, we um, we had Halloween parties, and you mean, it was always for the adults and for the kids. You had the, you know, we had the um, the candy and everything out for the kids, because we would still, when the kids came by, you know, we would still be there to give out candy, but... Me inside of the house was the party for the adults. So I think it's always been that way. I mean, a dual kind of a holiday. And um, because it's a fun holiday, it's for everybody. That's the beauty of Halloween. It's for everybody. And it's a way, the kids, I mean, who, I mean, how many holidays can, this is the only one really, who can, you can go and, Ask for you can go up to candy and ask for go up to someone's a stranger's house without being killed, and you can ask <laughs> for stuff well, and you can plan, and they and they happily come to the door and they give you something and it, and if you don't well this is the premise of the holiday which my oh, okay. experience I'm sorry. of course and then if you don't have, you know, um, and maybe you have to show your, your costume and or, or do something. And if you're not in character, then you don't get anything. So in other words, if you're not participating in the fun, you don't get to have the reward, which is a candy, tricks or treats. I mean, which one are you going to do? So I think it's the best holiday because of that, because it's all about fun for the kids, but it's also about fun for the adults. Because, yeah, you get to dress up for the adults. You truly get to be your true personality and whatever that is, you know, and you get to, to be yourself. You get to pretend to be something, you know, that you're not or whatever. I mean, it's it's really fun. And so it's like what everyone else was saying. So, you know, I don't I don't think it's ever really just been for kids. I really think it's been for both. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. You know, I'm thinking back to my very first 
Halloween costume. I don't know how old I was, maybe seven or eight, and I was Darth Vader. And I remember running up and down the street because I wanted, wanted that cape to blow in the wind and everything. So it's like you do feel a certain way when you have that on. Of course, you know, when you walk up to the door and the, the whoever answers the door acts scared if you're dressed like a ghost or something, and kids get a kick out of it. And oh, I guess yeah. it can be for both. <laughs> I guess it can be for both. I see what you're saying, Crystal. But, um, Buck, what do you think, man? Do you agree with Crystal, or do you think it's more about drinking and – Scantily clad clad women. I think it's I think it's fun for everybody, um, and and I agree with Crystal. I mean, it's it's one holiday that you that everybody gets to participate in if they if they choose to do so. Um, <clears throat> I had a friend of mine here that used to throw some of the meanest, um, badass uh, Halloween parties that I've ever seen. Um, and I, I mean, and when I say he has he he works on cars. And uh, he lived in the next town to the east of us, and he would have skeletons dressed up in in, in cars with you know with cars that he may be working on. He had a '57 Chevy there one year, and you know with a strobe light inside, and then um, you know food galore, and you have a con uh, a uh, costume contest. So everybody that dressed up participated. In the contest, and you would actually win money. So I mean, it was I mean, it was one of those cool things that I mean, he used to have them every year, and uh, it was just so much fun because everybody, you know, for the most part, everybody participated, and uh, it was just you know, you don't hardly see that anymore. But I mean, it's just really cool to have a party like that and have you know, grown ups having a, having a good time. It's good, good, clean fun. You get to dress up. And and act a fool for a little bit, you know, and it's it's just it's really good to, to have those kind of parties, and um, you see probably more of that nowadays where you know you have the private parties where you're not out, you know, you, yeah, they still have parties out of the clubs and stuff like that, but it's just so much better having a you know you know, somebody you know having a party, and that way you you know if you want to do a little costume costume thing or whatever, it's it's just it's really fun. And you know you get to you know you don't get to be you know you get to be out of your element a little bit, um, mm-hmm. get to you know get to hang loose and have fun and then uh, you know you could throw one at your own place if you you know if you get into it, but it's just really fun. It's a it's a joyous time to me, and um, it's really you know more people take you know take advantage of it because you know it's, it's just one time of the year that you can just actually let your hair down, have a good time. Okay, okay, and. Um... That's the way it should be looked at. It really should. Um, but let me let me go to you on with this one, Eminem. Are today's Halloween outfits too revealing for children to wear? Uh, how old children like? I mean, however old you want them to be, 12, man, you know. <laughs> I guess when they're developing, let's say 12 or 13 or, or okay, someone from 11 or 13. Revealing? Um, yeah. Now, for the most part, usually until it's kind of like the later teens, uh, eighth grade through high school, I hadn't really seen a lot of, uh, I mean, of course, this don't represent the whole country, but I really hadn't seen a lot of uh, young, like, kids, you know, all of them kids, but actually young kids 
you know, with like a lot of sexy stuff on because a lot of the a lot of the stuff they make and sell, and like I say, most you know, poor people and shit just go to Walmart, so they just gonna have like, you know, whatever they sell. And after that is Dollar General, and that shit is just really look, you know, ain't nothing sexy in Dollar General. So, um, I hadn't, <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't really seen nothing, you know, that would be revealing for like a younger kid. But uh, but uh, yeah, but as soon as the girl get big enough to kind of wear, you know, misses and women's size and shit like that, well, yeah, they they man, it's pretty much just like it is when, you know, everyday thing they can mess a dude up, man, you know. Uh, a lot of cleavage, you know, young chicks love cleavage, man, especially when they, you know, first when they growing titties and shit, they kind of embarrassed and stuff like that, but after a while, they understand what kind of power they starting to have over boys and stuff, so then they start mm-hmm. revealing them more. So, uh, yeah, of course, you'll see that with Halloween, too. But I just wanted to add this real quick with the previous question. Uh, now, one group that I recall that enjoyed Halloween, and this wasn't everybody, but it was elderly people, man. I know... Um, uh, whenever we would go trick or treat, you know, in my little neighborhood growing up, my dad would always make sure we went by like a lot of uh, the elderly people's homes, because you know a lot of times people with uh, no kids and stuff like that, they would have the most candy, and sometimes they wouldn't even really have candy. They just start giving like quarters and shit. But the thing was, I just remember how they just seemed to be so happy to get a visit from somebody. You know, uh, there wasn't like a home health nurse or something like that. I mean, they they like they really was glad to see kids at their house. Now, flip the script years and years later. Now, if you see a bunch of kids at your house, they might be coming to rob your ass. But at once upon a time, anyway, elderly really kind of got a kick out of that too. So I just wanted to throw that in. Uh, you know, as far as just okay. That's true. you know having young people visit them, especially if they don't have grandkids right. or something. Okay. On Twitter, Lauren Dog chimed in. You might remember her all the way back from Let's Talk About Sex 8. Lauren Dog, we were discussing how sex sales and marketing techniques back in 2013. That was a long time ago. She yeah, chimed in yeah. on Twitter from, from Dallas, and she says Halloween is what you make of it. Um, she says she wore a little costume, just cat ears at work last year, and that was it. So she doesn't think that people necessarily just have to dress too sexy or anything like that either. But, um, I I mean, Crystal, Buck, have you all seen, like, two revealing of costumes with some children? No? No, I haven't. Um, I haven't really seen, not with kids. I think um, a lot of the sexier costumes are specifically for adults and adult parties and um, because you wouldn't you you know you wouldn't walk around the street you know in the middle of October and especially in some states like here wearing two scantily clad right. type of outfits because you'll freeze to death but um, the I think there are two like I was saying before there are two sets of Halloween festivities, which is great. I mean, you have the kids, and they go out, and you may have to go out with them, or their, you know, teenage siblings go out with them, or whatever, and they do that part of it, and then you go to your party, and you do the adult thing, 
And sometimes the adult thing is, you know, on another day. It's not may not actually be on Halloween, but um, so that for you can have the two separate types of parties. And when you go to an adult party, of course, you can't go to Walmart and pick out the mask and a cape. You have to <laughs> go for a real um, costume. So for women, you want to be sexy or maybe it becomes sexy, whatever it is you choose to wear, you know. And, you know, for men, you you become that way. I mean, because you have boobs and ass or whatever, and you wear something. But I think that it's two different types of um, parties you're you're talking about. And I don't think – I haven't seen uh, kids in in anything too sexy. What I have seen is kids who come to my door, and they don't have any – damn thing on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they wear I, 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 a yeah, I see that a lot. I get that a lot. Yeah, too. they put on just a little makeup, and that's it. I'm like, this is it? Or, this is all you could do, you know? Or nothing at all with a damn bag. I mean, you know, like, right. damn, these nothing at all. something orange and black, man. These motherfuckers got, like, plastic bags and shit. I'm like, shit. <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> yeah. After all these years. As high as stuff done got, do y'all know that uh, for the most part, jack-o'-lantern uh, candy buckets are still like a dollar? <laughs> that shit is pretty much still a dollar. It's been like that for like at least 30 years. Right. Right. That's <laughs> probably because right. they made out something toxic. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that stuff won't give you Hey, look, and I'm going to answer Buck's question for him. Uh, Buck say, shit, these little young punks sagging and stuff is 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 more revealing. Like three sixty five. That's true. Buck dropped off for a second, but oh, he did. Okay, that's true. yeah. <laughs> so you know, you notice them every time someone you shout somebody out, they're not there. Right, right, right. What I don't know what it is. Like? I don't know. <laughs> All right. So. Anyway. <laughs> Eminem, let me ask you, man. Uh, do you trust your kids to go out and get their own candy in in, in the neighborhood? Uh, nah, not not the young ones, man. Uh, uh, pretty much once you get to a certain age, you know, like I'm, I'm one of these parents. I don't have a certain number. I go by your behavior. Like you know, some kids mature a little faster than others, but others don't. And you know, it's one of them things like where. Um, Pretty much in, 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 in the neighborhood I'm in, you know, I've been here for a minute, and uh, it's not like a lot of people communicate with each other, but it, it's kind of like this unseen black thing. Like, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, you get a pass. We know you, you know, like that type of thing. So I don't really worry about nothing like that. But, you know, I'm not stupid either. You don't you don't want to send one or two little kids out. I mean, if, they're gonna, if you're not going to be with them, you know, hey, you you know, you they can't abduct 10, 10 kids at one time. The only issue I had, it was one Halloween, uh, a couple of kids, and I wasn't with the kids, but a couple of the other kids got out of hand. I think somebody uh, threw something in somebody's car or something like that. And of course, it's one of them things like where it's kind of like a, a gang shooting. One shit happened, and everybody get the blame for it. But other right. than that, everything's been pretty, you know, you know, it's not like, I, I don't understand these people that have, like, a seven-year-old, and they just like, okay, go trick-or-treating. I mean, that's stupid. And then the kids on damn milk boxes for 20 years, you know, that's that's your fault when that shit happened. 
Yeah, I agree. But once they get a certain age, I mean, they're technically not just big enough to just do something like that because it's so risky with certain things that happen. But at the same time, it's just like I just treat it like everyday stuff. It's like, well, if you're by yourself, I'm looking. If it's a group of y'all, I'm not too concerned as much like that. The concern yeah. can go from like, hey, don't be going somewhere and taking something out of somebody's yard or fighting some other kids and trying to take their candy and all, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know. But, uh, okay. All right, yeah. well. Because um, some soccer moms out there do some dumb shit. You know, they talk about how dumb some minorities can be, but I've seen some dumb stuff like, what? You know, why is this kid even by themselves? And it's a girl. Like, God damn. <laughs> well, I guess um, everyone just, you know, you have to kind of watch out based on, you know, maturity, like Eminem said. Just like, you know, it's all about maturity. Probably shouldn't wear them wear anything scantily clad um, because, you know, Woody Allen and R. Kelly has the best candy. So oh, yeah. So you keep your away from their house. <laughs> but uh, I'll take a quick break right quick and be right back with the second half of my questions, and then we'll get into a couple of other things. Hi, this is Aaron Anderson of the Marriage and Family Clinic at RelationshipRx.net, and you're listening to the Talk to You radio show, No Experts, Just Opinions. Crystal Hickerson, for free, 
if you're the first person to email me at talktoqnow at gmail.com. Talk, the number two, Q, now at gmail.com. And we appreciate Crystal being so generous in doing that. You're welcome. It's Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So we'll go ahead and get right back to it. And, um... Chris, let me ask you this. What's your reaction to insensitive Halloween costumes? Like, uh, you know, someone dresses, like I remember back in the day, um, this couple came to a party dressed as O.J. Simpson and Nicole Brown Simpson, and they had like, she had a bloody neck, and he was wearing a glove and all this other stuff. And, you know, people in blackface or dressed like slaves or something. What's your reaction to that? You know, I you know, I, I guess just, you know, pure offense. I always wonder what is going through these people's head, you know, um, when they decide to put this on. Now, one person deciding I'm going to wear something stupid, maybe there's no one there to go, um, you know, what are you thinking? But a couple coming in together and going, come on, this will be fun, this will be so, it's like, what is wrong with you? I mean, you know, especially like the O.J. Simpson thing. I mean, this is a murder. I mean, he he murdered his wife. That's not funny. And yes, I was. I think some people did like, Trayvon Martin and um and Zimmerman a couple of years ago. Right. I mean, how do you think this is funny at all? I mean, so I, I really I, I take total offense to that, and I think it takes away from the holiday because it makes it really ridiculous. I mean, there are so many other types of couples, quote unquote, in in history that you could have done that, that have been actually pretty interesting or funny. But to take someone's someone a real life story and if you wanted to do something that's like, you know, a fiction and you want to, you know, portray a monster or whatever that's you know to me that's fine, but to portray a, a real actual murder case, especially I mean it's only a few years out. You know maybe now if someone just well even now I think the whole Nicole and OJ thing is really horrible and and you know any kind of murder such as that I mean it's just bad taste, yeah. just really bad taste. Because um, that happened. Um... I want to say it was the year, it was the year, or well, yeah, I think it was like shortly after the trial. I mean, that same year of the trial where he, he was acquitted, I think that's when they wore that outfit. It was a um, black guy and a white woman, just as O.J. and Nicole. I mean, I remember seeing it, and I was thinking people were going to freak out about it, but I guess everyone was too drunk. What but, an uh, idiot. Yeah. Eminem, what do you think about um, offensive outfits like blackface and things of that nature? Oh man, you know, I I think it's is bad, but uh, but uh, I, I guess the the main reaction I always had, of course, you know, uh, anywhere I'm at, you know, for the most part, you know, I'm not gonna be offended anyway. I mean, you know, I just you know pretty much keep it the way it is. But uh, I really feel bad for the first people I sympathize with are white people and. This is what I mean, you know, before people in Radio Land start freaking out. Like, uh, from the standpoint of, like, you know, 
you know, all of us cool. Everybody getting along fine. Why in the fuck did this motherfucker come here with his face all black and lips painted? Now, you know, it's almost like our relationship's been set back to try to prove that we ain't like this or this motherfucker come draped in a rebel flag. So, I mean, I'm just saying it's just like it's, it makes you feel bad for the people who are not like that. And I'm not saying that everything somebody wears is only white people offending somebody else, but they are the majority, so that's why I'm saying that. So, you know, it's like when Ted Danson did that bullshit. You know, everybody was pissed off, but like 90% of Hollywood, probably 98% of Hollywood have never even thought about doing some shit like that. Yeah. You know, you know I mean, whether it was a... You know, whether it was in Canada or whatever, I mean, did, they just wouldn't do it. So when motherfuckers start doing that kind of stuff, they didn't just offend the people that was, uh, you know, of maybe the other cultures or races or something like that. It, it, it really, it harmed everything. So that's why you now, and, of course, this is, a, you know, another topic, you know, uh, that we done talked about before and all that, and I kind of bring up pretty often. Now, before people start talking about Black Lives Matter and all this stuff and, and killing cops and shit, that's why you see so many radical white people. They are creating white kids who want to prove, not that they should prove anything, but they want to prove so much that, hey, man, you know, hey, dude, we ain't nothing like this motherfucker. I'm finna show you. You see this cop over here that's fucking with y'all? We finna shoot him. We finna fuck with him. Like, what? Nah, you ain't got to do that. You know, so now you see this kind of shit happening. So... You know, I just think it's in, like Chris said, bad taste. First of all, but uh, but number two, it just kind of the, the effects of it can go way past quote unquote October thirty first. You know, um, right? Especially if, if it's a work coworker type party, or if it's something where you, these are people you're gonna see again, or you know, Lord knows if it's something like a. Uh, a manager at some kind of retail store, and now people looking like, you know, now the whole store got to say, we you know, got to send out this damn statement. We don't condone. I mean, it just, it just messes the shit up for everybody. So guess what? If this is your sense of humor, stop these motherfuckers. Go out and say, listen, you know, do not wear this shit. Matter of fact, you're not getting out of the house looking like this. No, period. Go with something else. You know. So. Okay. And um, I've seen some crazy outfits and wonder, you know, what were people thinking, especially on social media, and you posting it all out there for everybody to see. Like, what were you thinking? But some people do it. Right. All right. Now, if you so, just don't give a damn, it don't matter. But I, I hate when people do it and then they act like they was like, you know, they're crying and like the, uh, this uh, this white bitch that shot a. Uh, Cat with a bow and arrow or something, and, and uh, I don't know if y'all seen that shit. Uh, it's like she just killed a cat and posted it, and you know, kind of laughed about it, and didn't think about it. This motherfucker was an actual vet, man. She lost her life. Oh, I think I remember seeing something like that. She got in a lot of trouble yeah. behind that. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. It's like when you said, "What were you thinking?" That for some reason that image just popped in my mind. It's like yeah. you were professional. Wait, wait, nah. Well, I'm thinking about the black lady that killed a cat. Now, this is white. Like, this was, like, recent. But I'm saying okay. you are a veterinarian. Like, not a, not an assistant. You're a veterinarian. All of that studying, 
all that reading, all them damn student loans, all this bullshit, and this what you do? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> all right, so, of course, Halloween, you know, a lot. Halloween's all about the costume, who has the best costume and things of that nature. And we talked about people that had that wear, you know, sexy costumes. Um, and then we have people that wear scary costumes. But um, I also want to talk about the movies. You know, around this time of the year, you have a lot of scary movies that come out. Um, I can't remember the name of the advertisement I just saw for a movie um, about some spirit that possessed this girl. I can't think of the name of it. But anyway, uh, so let's, we, it was something like a, it wasn't Ouija. Yeah, Ouija board. board. I think Ouija it was a Ouija, board, okay. Ouija or something. Yeah. So let's talk about scary movies right quick. Now, Crystal. When you watch an extremely scary movie and you're at home and you're alone and it's very late at night, what do you do afterwards? Do you go straight to bed? Do you got to do something to take your mind off of it? What do you do after watching a really scary movie and you're at home by yourself? Um, I go to bed <laughs> because it doesn't okay. really scare me. You know, I... I, you know, I don't really. It depends on what you call a scary movie. If you're talking about the porn, scary to you. Uh, okay. <laughs> if you're talking like, you know, Halloween and those kind of like, you know, Michael and all that, you know, whatever. That's porn to me. So I don't, <laughs> I don't watch that. I mean, what crap. type of movie scares you the most? Like Ouija. Like, it's so stupid. I like Monsters, stuff that actually could. Animals. I like stuff that actually can happen. Okay, I think so stuff killer. like. Uh, well, yeah, but I don't think that's scary. It's more of a thriller. Um, like, I don't know, like Exorcist. No, Cujo was not. That's more of a thriller. Uh, <laughs> it was actually a really good book. More so, the movie was kind of stupid, but the um, the book was really good. You know, I don't know. I, yeah, okay. Whatever you decide is is scary, I guess. Um, uh, first of all, if I know that it's going to be a really, it's going to freak me out kind of a situation, then I probably watch it in the daytime. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't watch it at night, so it gives me like a buffer between the time I go to bed. Um, but sometimes, you know, those thoughts stay in your head anyway, so it doesn't matter. And um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, the the things that really I guess frighten me are the things that are are closer to reality, or at least the movie itself was more based in reality, and then weird shit was just happening, as opposed to something that's just really stupid and crazy, like a bunch of kids go out in the woods, and then they expect to survive. You know, stuff like that is so stupid. You know. Um, so that's just stupid to me. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I watch and, uh, it. You know, I've heard some people. Some people say that they um, you know, then when they get finished watching a horror movie, they gotta watch cartoons for an hour. You know, just <laughs> take their mind <laughs> off of it. But, but Buck, when you watch a scary movie, Buck, I mean, what do you do afterwards, man? You go straight to sleep. You ain't thinking about it, or do you gotta do some things around the house a little bit, take your mind off of it? Well, I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen something that actually, you know, will scare me enough to where something like that would have to happen. But, I mean, typically for me, I really don't think about it. 
Um, if anything, I'm thinking about trying to figure out what kind of you know when can I can where can I go buy the costume so I can be that motherfucker next year, um, or if it's the same year that you know that year. Um, because I mean, to me, horror is fun. Um, I know back I don't know if they have these in Mississippi. I'm quite sure they do, but down here um, they have these porn mazes down here, and um, they have them, of course, over in, on the Alabama side. They, they may ha- they don't have any in this area in Pensacola, but just over the state line there, they have corn mazes, except this year over in Robertsdale, they got a corn maze where they actually have people running around dressed up as scary monsters in the corn maze, which corn maze is fairly large. Um, and it's getting a lot of people are really, really having a lot of fun over there. Um, but for me, I mean, it really, it, when I was a kid, yeah, that stuff scared me. I think it all scared me when I was a child, but, um, now, man, I mean, I'm trying to figure out, ooh, I'm looking online trying to figure out how much the costume is or how can I can make it affordable so I can go, um, go be it. Actually, I, I feared a little bit. The last costume I actually wore was the guy from Jeepers Creepers. I found the mask, and it was very hard to find. But um, I dressed up as the guy from Jeepers Creepers. The only thing I didn't get was the funky-looking wings that he had in the first one. But I uh-huh. dressed up, and I literally scared the crap out of this kid. Um, and I, I think I scared him so bad that he told everybody else not to come to the house to get candy because I'll come to the door in the mask and, you know, give candy out. And, I mean, it freaked them out. <laughs> so, and, I mean, the Jeepers Jeep, Jeep Creepers guy can, it, it is really kind of creepy looking. So um, I had a lot of fun with that. Okay. All right. I mean, uh, I've only had one movie, I guess, that just really creeped me out. I mean, for the most part, I'll just go to bed. I may think about it, but I'll go to bed because I just don't have time, right? But I remember when I was about 16 years old, I can't remember what movie I was going to see, but the movie hadn't started yet, so I crept, I snuck into this movie called The Serpent and the Rainbow. Have you all ever seen that? Not oh, seen yeah. it, but I've heard about it. It was yeah. in the late yeah, 80s. That. And it's, it's a movie about voodoo and people going to Haiti, a bunch of Haitians and voodoo. And, man, let me tell you, I only saw about 20 or 30 minutes of that movie. That movie creeped me out. <laughs> that movie creeped me out. They were burying people alive. <laughs> that was alive. the one with the African guy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or Haitian, African guy with, these... with the bright blue eyes or whatever he had. Yeah, yeah they were having these crazy dreams and... Man, um, I think they yeah, got. Yeah, that was kind of creepy like, with the. Yeah, man, <laughs> that movie that movie freaked me out. I didn't even see all of it, man. I mean, I went into whatever movie I was going to watch, and I can't even think of what it was I was going to watch. It actually bothered me to the point that I'm in another movie thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's real as it get there. Because <laughs> I think I think they like nailed yeah. a guy to a. They nailed a guy to a tree stump by a scrotum or something. They were doing some horrific stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it, was, it was that was pretty creepy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Shit, I remember the stuff. That's funny. Uh, I uh, took Sean Junior to go see Ghost Rider, and Ghost Rider is not scary, except yeah. the there's one part at the very beginning when the you know Lucifer's son or whatever. Comes in and he opened his mouth real big. Sean was small then, 
when Ghost Rider came out, and it freaked him out so bad that his mom took him to another movie, and he was he was he had nightmares that night. It scared him so bad, but he could, he he's a big Marvel comic guy now, so I mean it doesn't scare him now, but it did then. I mean it freaked him out. So I mean sometimes it's not necessarily it could be a scary part in a movie, not necessarily the entire movie itself. Right. Yeah, I mean everyone has. I mean it depends on your age range too. Yeah. Uh, you know, I had a, a younger cousin when he was five. Uh, that big purple dinosaur Barney used to give him nightmares. You know, so I mean it, it depends on a lot of things, but usually something surrounding voodoo or something religious or whatever. That's the stuff that you know kind of creeps you out. Why do well, yeah, this, that, this is the thing that trips me out? Why do people get scared of clowns? I don't get that. Man. I've met more You're people scared of, scared of clowns <laughs> than anything. In, I mean, I, and, I mean, they it, freak and out. I didn't think it was scary. <laughs> yeah, I mean, clowns are not scary, at least not to me. They're not. And I'm like, man, let you me tell you, but some people are really it. afraid of clowns, though. So I was going to say, I won't mention any names, but we got a show legend who will take your life behind a clown. And I mean, even if it's Ronald McDonald. Damn. <laughs> I'm serious. I wonder. I wonder. Maybe Amy ain't it. <laughs> so I guess I ain't gonna say any names. But hey, but but when um, you mention religion, uh, uh, that's the ones that would get me when I was a kid. And like I said, a lot of stuff. Like uh, what I was gonna say though, a lot of stuff that scare people as far as the movies is based on stuff that might be in your head already. Like you take yeah, right, uh, right, okay. Like just say if you grew up in, uh, uh, you know, India or something. So it might be something that they perceive to be something, or if you grew up in Haiti. You know, it might be the things with the zombies and stuff like that. So if you see a movie about something like that, you're looking at it differently. So that's like the, yeah. the movie that that fucked me up for years because it fucked me up as a kid. Was the Omen. And it's oh, no yeah. graphics in the Omen or nothing. Oh, like I love the Omen. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but as a kid, that fucked me up because I'm sitting up here like, damn. Yeah, and they yeah. had the music Man. and shit. And, and this dude was the Antichrist, so hey, can't nobody kill him. So it's not going to be a happy ending, you know. The <laughs> Omen and the boys, from Bra- the boys from Brazil is kind of creepy, too. And then uh, it was some other old movie, man. I don't know if it was a remake of The Fallen House of Usher or what, but, man, that movie fucked me up so bad because at the end it was an old lady and they spin around. The girl came up and she was calling her name. She spin around. That bitch was looking all creepy and all this stuff. I don't know what the name that was, but because I was a kid and I, that had, like, a huge fantasy. So I, had, I lived in fantasy. Now, of course, that benefited me as once I hit puberty. But prior to puberty, it was fucked up because whatever right. somebody tell you, you trying to imagine like what this like, you know, what does hell look like or what does this look like? So right. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't mean um, the boys from Brazil. I mean um, children of the corn. That was creepy. Oh, children yeah. corn. Yeah. Because anytime you have children that aren't acting right, man, that's just I don't know, like little twin <laughs> girls holding hands and stuff like that. That stuff ain't right. Yeah. Uh, but, but one thing about it though, <laughs> Q, and everybody know this too. Anything, anytime a a male is fearful of something, two things going to happen. They're going to find something to screw or they're going to jack off. One or the other. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but like, when it comes to horror movies, 
there are two types of horror movies, right? Now, the horror movies that make you jump, like something hops out on the screen at you, um, those are enjoyable, but a lot of times those don't stick with you. Those are just right. scared in the just moment. At the, at the moment, like somebody right. jumps but out the from ones that you like, think Damn. about for days, <laughs> the ones where you, you know, you go in the bathroom and you stare in the mirror and wonder if something's going to come up behind you or something like that, those are the ones that I think are really good, and they're kind of hard to find these days. But uh, My girl Chanel Tapper chimed in from L.A. on Facebook, and she says after a scary movie she watches something funny. So, I mean, everyone has different reactions to it. Um, Rod Walker chimed in on Facebook from New Orleans, and he said that religious-based movies are the scariest ones to him. My girl Erica Vader chimed in from Tennessee, and she says she agrees with Rod. So, yeah, religious-based movies would get you if you have any type of faith in you. Yep. So, all right, so speaking of these clown sightings, They've been happening all over, especially in the South. I can think of at least two or three incidents in Mississippi. What do you think of them, and what would you do if you saw a clown with a weapon? That's for whoever wants to jump in there. Well, I mean, if you see uh, a clown, if you see a clown with a weapon, then I mean, shoot, you better. You, know, you hope you got a weapon so you can take the clown out because you know. Yeah, think about this. I think we've all seen movies, and I, I know I've seen a couple movies that were clowns, where they dress up as clowns going into banks or dress up like yeah. Ronald Reagan or some shit like that, running up in a bank to you know so that way they don't you know can't be seen or whatever. Let me give people a scenario. Let me let me do that yeah. now. There was a situation in a small town about an hour and a half north of Jackson, a small town called Chula, Mississippi. And there was someone dressed as a clown, and it wasn't like, you know, a happy clown. He was like an evil clown. And he was walking around, like, in the woods, on the edge of the woods, by a main street with a machete. And so if you were in the area, he was just standing in the woods, standing on the outskirts of the woods, staring at you with this machete. So that's what that's the vision I want to give everyone as far as what's been the right. thing. Well, let's, let's take this a little bit further then. If you if you watch the Rob Zombie version of Halloween, supposedly Michael Myers dressed up as a clown, so that could have something. Rob Zombie's version of Halloween is is terrifyingly more scary uh, than the original, almost. Um, so that to be dressed up as a clown, you know, some people may associate that with you know the newer Michael Myers than the than the classic one. So um, you know, just you know. Oh, man, I, don't, I don't know why you said that, man. You got this song stuck in my head now. You remember oh, that bullshit I, that came out, Halloween 3, and the, the kids oh, yeah. all had the silver shamrock face, man? Oh, yeah, the shamrock. Silver that was so shamrock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I mean, you just, I mean, just like anything else, you're going to have to really be on top of your P's and Q's. You know, you see somebody dressed as a clown, they carry out a machete, then hopefully you got 357 or Matt. Or, you know, nine or something like that to take the school out. I mean, so. Well, okay. I, I, I got to jump in on this. It's like this, man. If I see a cat stand at the edge of the wood with a machete, number one, I'm laughing because it's like, okay, I know this is a prank. But now if I see this motherfucker with a gun, oh, it's time to react different. Because now he can hurt a whole lot of people real quick, but a machete is like, you know, I, I guess 
I guess it's two ways to look at it. If you're going to be a good citizen, you might want to alert authorities, like, and just say, like, I don't know if this is a joke or what, but a guy dressed like a clown <laughs> got a machete at the edge of the woods. Just yeah. in case it won't be on your conscience if some kids or something come up missing or something crazy happen. But otherwise, yeah. it's probably just somebody pranking. But you see somebody with a damn gun, now you don't know what's on this some gun, man. Because, yeah. you know, because when, when the melee starts, how can you describe it? Other than he looked like the Joker or something. I mean, what what can you say? You know, so you almost yeah. gotta you know pop one at him just to see what he gonna do. Well, best thing to do is just be you know you got to be a concern you know you got to be you know citizen and just say hey you know alert authority you see some idiot running around with a machete. I mean, and most most people that see somebody walking around with a machete with a clown suit on, they're probably not gonna say anything because they don't want them coming after them. In case he recognizes him or something, because <laughs> right. you know how you, you know you know you don't want to be involved. You're going like, ooh, I want you know. You're trying to look the other way. You just kind of catch a glimpse and you speeding up and hope you don't see your plate. But you <laughs> know, it's, it's, a, it's a stigma to come with clowns, uh, and, and you know y'all might have heard it before, but you know it's like uh, it's almost like the yin and yang thing. It's almost like. Clowns and comedians have like a dark side, of course. Oh, no pun intended to Bill Cosby, but I'm just saying, it's like a, you know, a lot of time it's some kind of, you know, they always say you can tell by a clown's eyes if they, you know, if they're happy or something else. Because when they paint their face white, their eyes tend to stand out more. But like I say, man, you know, you can like overanalyze anything, but you know, ones that keep their eyes booked, you got to watch out for them. Them jokers, man, they. They might be thinking my fucking kids or something, you know. Oh Lord. <laughs> well, I, I well, Q, I gotta forward you this, man. I I saw this. Y'all see this shit, man? Where a forty-year-old took a his pregnant wife to the hospital. I think it was in China. Come to find out, it was a twelve-year-old. Uh uh-uh. uh. No. Yeah, I, I had just seen that shit. Um, some kind of crazy feed devil's on. Just on the internet, man. But uh, you know, I mean, it wasn't no spoof story; it was a real story. But it was crazy. It came out October the seventh, I think, on whatever I was looking at. But the way hmm. the kid's stomach was stretched, man, I couldn't even look at it because it's like, damn, this is so fucked up. But then you want to put, you know, niggas in jail just for slanging dope and shit, man. That's crazy. But of course, that was another country. But you know, I'm not gonna change the subject about Halloween, but I, I but you know, that just kinda like mesmer right now. I mean that now that's horrible. That that's a horror story there. Like damn. Uh, well what what was that movie came out, man? Uh damn, what was the name of it? This was a, a more modern movie. And I must say, you know, it, it, it had you thinking for a minute. Uh it was like the house was haunted or something and Somebody was like kind of on the other side, and uh, damn, what's the name of the shit? Golly, I can't think of it. What was the kind of? I don't, I don't, I can't think of the name of the movie. Right, some type of haunting or something, man. But anyway, this lady, um, they took like you know they they to get it back. Daddy had to kind of. And go to the other side and try to bring it back. But, uh, I think, uh, not one Portuguese, but it was something. It was well, it will it will remind you of something like that. 
Uh, I have no uh, idea. I like, uh, last year, year four, I think. Damn. And I think they had like about two or three parts to it. There's been a, a lot of movies about hauntings, The Haunting of Emily something, and um, I don't know. There might have been of titles. Emily Rose or something like that. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but but those, uh, it, and it was another one. Uh, it wasn't too popular. This priest, it was supposed to be based on a true story where he had uh, had had to get an exorcism performed. Anthony Hopkins was in it, actually. Oh, that sounds familiar. Is Crystal yeah, still I mean, alive? <laughs> yeah, she's still on. What's happening? I know. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I, I just kind of the name stuff out there. I was trying to get some names of movies that you know. I said you don't know. You know, uh, one Anthony Hopkins was in. I think I think that was Anthony Hopkins, and he was uh, possessed and had to go to Italy and all that stuff. Oh, wait a I think I know the name of the movie. I just can't remember it right off. And the it's probably based on a true story. And once the exorcism was performed, mm. the mm. priest that survived became like a. A devout, he was like, he didn't believe in nothing. But anyway, he became like a devout uh, priest or something and set up something in Chicago. Was that the right? That yeah, right I think it was the that's right. That's what it was. The right. That's what it was. Yeah. Oh, the right, that was, yeah. That, that, was pretty, that was kind of freaked out, man. And like I say, I it all depends it. on what people believe in because, like I say, if somebody don't really, you know, think or believe or have been taught a certain way, then certain movies won't resonate a certain way. Yeah, like that. if you're an atheist, you probably can care less right. about some of those movies. Right, right, right. All right. So, um, let's see. Let me move on. Um, I wanted to talk about this is actually not related to Halloween, but I was going to talk about Halloween porn. <laughs> Halloween porn. Oh, my goodness. All right. Uh, all right here we go. Um, During a performance a couple of Saturdays ago in New York uh, Beyonce suffered a minor injury When a braid of her hair got caught in one of her earrings And it pulled the earring out and caused her ear to bleed So shortly after the incident um, There was a hashtag, two hashtags on Twitter One said cut for Beyonce And the other said bleed for Beyonce And they started trending And people were posting selfies of themselves, you know, cutting themselves. Now, of course, all of them weren't real. But, um, yeah, people were cutting themselves for Beyonce and bleeding for Beyonce. And, I mean, whoever wants to answer, what is your reaction to this? What in the world is going on where people are such fans or fanatics of a person that they would do something like this? I think this is absolute bullshit. Um there's no reason to cut yourself just trying to be, to be, you know, to do something for a particular person. I mean, we everybody has somebody that they admire or, or look up to as a hero or whatever. But that's taking it to the extreme by, I mean, you see, and, and I know that we've seen people actually try to make themselves look like their favorite character or person or whoever. Um that's just taking it a little bit to the extreme, man. You got you naturally look like somebody. That's one thing, but to go have your face augmented, you know, to change to make you look like a particular person, or cut yourself on the ear or whatever happened to Beyonce, 
that's just retarded. Uh, and I mean, fake. Even if it, you did it fake wise, it's just a little bit. That's just too much. I mean, just say you know, hope you're all right, and you know, hope everything's all right, and you rip your ear off, and that's it. I hope Mike I mean, Tyson didn't get a hold to it. But God, dog. I mean, let me ask: Do do you all think this could have ever ever happened without social media? Mm, probably not. I mean, would not. Would, do you think? Do you think any of the people who posted a picture would have done this in the privacy of their own home if no one could see it? Nah, no way. Not in the privacy of their own home. You know, maybe mm-hmm. in a dorm or you know some kind of you know group party or something like that, but definitely not in their own home. You know, unless they so were social media is is the ultimate peer pressure. Well, not only that, it's showing you the void of the. It's like a void, man. It's like. Like over the last, and we uh, guys, we all seen it just in sports. You know, we all die hard. You know, Eagles, Cowboys, and Steelers fans. But at the same time, <laughs> fandom was no more than just guys arguing in a bar. Now it's like you got people doing stuff like that goes beyond being, you know, a fan. It's like, man, what the fuck wrong with these people? You know? Yeah. So, so I'm thinking it's like uh, it's not only just social media. It's just like the void of. Stuff we're talking about, like, you know, uh, our kids and grandkids or whatever won't be able to, re- you know, probably relate anything to Halloween other than, you know, what it is, you know. But, like, as far as, like, uh, memories that, rec- you know, that kind of was engaging and encompassing of a whole genre or a generation or something, that shit is gone. There's no leaders. There's no leaders anywhere. Everything is kind of like... It's such a social void of some type of true leadership that kids want to follow somebody, but they don't know who to follow, so they just start making up stuff. You know, a couple of years ago it was a knockout game, so if a star does something, they do it. You know, uh, Wayne started getting you know tats in his face. You know, a lot of kids start doing that. You know, what I'm just saying like it's just like it's such a void that everything become a trend. Social media is just putting gas on the fire. It's like social media is really not the problem. It's just ex- 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 extenuating the, uh, uh, the, the, the void of, you know, brokenness of some sort. I feel you know you. what I'm saying? You know, it's just, I feel you. just a microcosm of that bullshit. They need a hug and, a, and some therapy is what it sounds right, like. Right, right, right. But I just thought it was a crazy story. Uh, people wanted to cut themselves allegedly for, you know, to show their loyalty to Beyonce. Um, just, just think, one time right. it was a big deal just for somebody to dress like Spider-Man and go upside of the Empire State Building and get a five minutes of fame on today's show. And now look right. where we have arrived. <laughs> right. Crazy. So, um, before I get to your final thoughts, Eminem, I wanted to give you three minutes, man, to step on your soapbox um, about Jackson State's president resigning. Uh, for those who don't know, Jackson State University President Carolyn Myers announced her re- resignation on Tuesday afternoon um, after denying that she was leaving just last week. Now, Jackson State University is a historical base. Um, Historical Black College based in Jackson, Mississippi. And um, her resignation comes on the heels of the discovery that JSU's cash reserves have plummeted 89% in 
in five years. Cash gone. 89% of your cash is gone in five years, landing at $4.2 million for the 2016 fiscal year, fiscal year that ended in the fall. During her time in pre- as president in five years, the university went from a $17 million cash flow surplus to an $8 million deficit. That's a $25 million swing in five years, and now she's out. And right now the, the, the school has very little money to even function. And Eminem, you're an alumni of the school, man. I, I, I'll give you three minutes to get on your soapbox about what's going on with Jackson State and what Carolyn Myers has done. Oh, man, it's, 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 it's almost a loss for words, but it's one of them, you know, what the hell was the thought? And this is what I mean. Uh, Q, you, you you probably, you know, heard about it or whatever, maybe even during the time. But before Dr. Myers got hired, she was in a bunch of bullshit similar at Norfolk uh, State or whatever. Norfolk State, uh-huh. Yeah. And and my my whole thing was then is just like like I don't know who the hell this lady is, but she has to be some impressive to be, uh, you know, uh, you know, given this opportunity, and you know, with all of this bullshit going on, and it seemed to be legit. Like I say, I didn't know all the details of it, but I knew that whatever happened in Norfolk State. Did have it was it was uh, it was uh, had some substance to it. It wasn't just rumors or nothing. It was just like like really a true fuck up. So okay, now that sets the tone for everything right there. Like it's almost like what the fuck do you expect? You know, it's almost like um, and you know, and I know people say, well, you know, anybody can can make a mistake, stuff like that. It's like okay, like. Um, why would a university that's doing well and making progress hire her right now? Somebody would say that would be dumb as fuck. Why would you hire her now and this doesn't happen to us? Okay, well, that's the question. How in the fuck did she get here? You know, and uh, over the last couple of years, man, I'm going through another another journey in my mind with shit, man. It's like, where I used to fuck on, used to focus on the fuck ups. Now I'm focusing on the people that pull the trigger to get the fuck up started, and to make what I'm saying make sense. It's just like, you know, at some point people have to go from cussing out the counter people for McDonald's running out of ketchup to saying, okay, who's the manager? Who run this motherfucker? Who's the guy ordering this shit? Who makes this shit happen? You know, that's who I want to gauge all this shit to because I'm like, look, goddammit, whoever <laughs> whoever created this don't need to have no say in whoever the replacement going to be. See what I'm saying? For the sake of progress. Now, the issue at hand itself is more than fucked up because I think uh, I don't have the actual uh, facts on it, but I do know that from the time the lady got there, it's been all kind of bullshit as far as, like, shit with the with the former AD, not the guy there now, but the lady that was there and and that she brought in, and it was a bunch of shit and lawsuits and harassment suits and stuff like that. So I'm just like, how can this be, you know? 
because every time this shit happens, these white folks don't do them a laugh at us, you know. And like I say, I'm proud to say it's, you you would be surprised at the the uh, phenomenally great alumni that's done came out of Jackson State. So, you know, but going forward, you know, these, these mistakes cannot happen again. The people that's hired have to be vetted so hard that we get somebody in here that's going to do the fucking job to the best of their ability with no, you know, personal innuendos and all that shit. Right. You know, just do the fucking job. Okay. Because it, it gives a black eye. And basically, I know my time up, but the same thing I was saying about how the other white people at the party who would never come in blackface felt the next day, well, that's what all the thousands of alumni who are very positive and all this shit, well, now that's how we feel. Like, goddamn, you know, you know, it's almost like how Denzel and them was looking at 3-6 Mafia getting that award for uh, the Flow soundtrack. Alright, yeah, I, I get your point, man And it's it's sad Now, when she was at Norfolk State She got in trouble f- for a couple of things The main thing was um, Irregular admission practices They said she was trying to grow the school And she was essentially allowing people Who weren't qualified to go to school there and it was jeopardizing the school's accredita- accreditation, uh, so which is a huge problem. And they oh, also yeah. said that she was becoming, like, too chummy with certain board members, inviting people over for card games at her house and kind of blurred the line between them, employee and boss and all that stuff. So they said there were a lot of things that kind of forced her early retirement in North Fort State, where she was there for how long? About five years. So... Uh, Yep, she runs her course. She got two hundred eighty-four thousand a year in Norfolk State. I don't know what she was getting at Jackson State, but uh, she's run her course, and now they're broke, and they got to find somebody else. And I think it's it's kind of sad to see that happen. Yeah, and then all the so. shit with the Wayne concert getting canceled. That made, I mean, that just you know you just piling it on now. Yeah, yeah, it's just a bunch of mess. So I want to step on my soapbox for a second about. Um, there was a store, and I can't think of where it was located, and I'll look for that. But there was a uh, a dog park, and someone threw some heroin over into the dog park. And um, this was in Dem- yeah, this was in Denver, Colorado. Uh, it was um, a, sus- a suspected drug dealer running from the police in Denver. He threw some heroin over the fence at a dog park, and one of the dogs ate it. Um, and, of course, the dog started tripping, but he did survive. Uh, so the dog lived, but there was a big, to, to uh, I mean, just a big deal about now we got a heroin epidemic, okay? And don't get me wrong, I, I like dogs, okay? But I have a problem with people who put dogs above people. Now, heroin's been killing people for a long time. But once yeah. a dog eats it, now all of a sudden we have an epidemic. Right. That smack's been around since the 70s, man. <laughs> yeah, and it's a shame. And there's so many inconsistencies when it comes. I mean, and I think back to, to Michael Vick and him losing oh, yeah. his job in the NFL oh, yeah. and then him being put in jail. And then we have a story like Josh Brown um, of the, the kicker for the New York Giants 
who his ex-wife said he had 20 incidents of domestic violence against her. He actually admitted to beating her uh, back in 2015, and the NFL said they didn't have enough evidence to really do anything other than suspend him for one game. But then once the evidence became public, now he's been cut from the New York Giants and probably will never play again. But I'm like, there's so much inconsistency that goes into where it's okay to beat your wife, but doggone it, if you harm a dog, we got to have you. And I, I just think that people need to just put things in perspective. If you value an animal over a person, you have a problem, all right? Three four seven two zero two zero two one five. if you want to talk about it. You have a problem if you value an animal over a person. And even though, like I said, I don't want to see animals get harmed. I mean, I'm glad the dogs survived and everything. But stop making a big deal when something happens to an animal, but then turn a blind eye or a deaf ear when something happens to a person. Okay. We, we got to get out of this, you know, I don't care about what, what happens to my neighbor as long as it doesn't happen to my yard type of attitude. We got to get away from that. This man has allegedly beat his wife 20 different times, and it took him admitting it before anyone, you know, and the admission going public before anyone wanted to do anything about it. All right. Some people claim it was inconsistent to what happened to Ray Rice. You know, they say because Ray Rice was black, you know, he got treated differently. I think Ray Rice got treated differently because he was on video. I do think that it makes a difference when someone sees you punching a woman. But his situation was totally different because he actually um, was hit first or whatever. I'm not saying it was right, but I'm saying at least his situation was a little different from what we understand. And, and the judge Brown, found both of them guilty. <laughs> right, right. And from what I understand, Josh Brown has been beating tail since he was eight. So this is a problem that it appears this guy has had for quite some time that people have ignored because he can yep. kick a football. So, I mean, we need to stop waiting until someone seriously gets hurt or something's too late before we we react. And then we need to stop overreacting when something happens to an animal, when you got, you know, kids being born addicted to stuff or whatever, but you're worried about a dog eating something in a dog park. And, again, I don't want to see harm come to any animals. But still, let's keep stuff in perspective, um, perspective, people. I mean, it's just getting too stupid out here. Um, well, I mean, we need to we need to go back to basics because, I mean, you make a very valid point because people are putting putting you know lives on you know they're putting you know animals before people's lives, and I mean, lives matter. You know, regardless of what you know what color they are, or whatever. You know, we need you know the the one thing that people fail to fail to recognize is. One person already died for all of us, so that left it, you know that one person died for all of us. So all lives matter, regardless of what color they are. So, you, so that that debate has already been settled. So at that point, you know we need to get back to basics and start. I mean, animals have their place, and you know I agree with you. you know I'm not saying that animals don't, you know animals don't don't matter, but at the same time. Lives matter long before animals do. So, yeah, I tell you what, if any of y'all ever, because uh, most of the time, you know, uh, teachers and counselors are privileged to certain information, you know, about kids that only a parent would really know. So, a lot of time, 
the general public won't know. But uh, I tell you what, if you ever been around some uh, kids that uh, had long term effects from addiction, I'm talking about it's sad because once you yeah. understand what's in their file, you understand why they fucking up. They'll never be right, man. And yeah. you know, and uh, what's the damn lifespan of a fucking dog? You know, you know, shit. You know, if he don't get hit by a car, what, three to five years or something like that? I'm just, you know, maybe a little longer, but I'm just like. I would hope he doesn't get hit by a car. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but all these kids that's been born to, uh, you know, addicts and stuff like that, going back to the 70s, I mean, a, a lot of this crazy, fanatical stuff is, you you know, you, you, you born with urges and glitches about yourself that you don't have a clue what, what's wrong with you. And you know, and but that's what it is. But it's like, like I say, but it's only. But what you said though, Q, that's that's like my motto. It's like too many people feel like that in America specifically. You know. Yeah. It's like if it ain't whatever you were saying about you know if it ain't happening in your yard or whatever you know if it's happening to your neighbors it ain't it ain't you. That's that that's the problem in America. Period. You know. You know niggas. Back in the you know seventies and eighties, killing each other every night in you know South Central Los Angeles, but just because it ain't in Hollywood, don't think the shit ain't affecting you. It affects everybody. You know that's just one of many ills. But I'm just saying, like everything affects everybody, man. And, and you know we we gotta wake up to that shit. You know, but a damn dog, man, hell nah. You know, you know. Then it's a it, that's a one time thing. It's not like people feeding dogs heroin. You know, because <laughs> if that right. dude owes somebody some money, he probably gonna get his anyway. Yeah. All right. So let me uh go ahead and go with final thoughts and just discussion about Halloween. Is Halloween too sexy? Uh, is it for kids anymore? Um, scary movies. Whatever you want to give your final thoughts on, and Crystal, I'll start with you. Okay, um, good show. I uh, love Halloween. Halloween is one of my favorite holidays. And next, of course, it's Christmas. And, uh, no, actually, next is Thanksgiving, then Christmas. But anyway, um, as far as the. <laughs> let me get that clear. As far as um, the people and dogs, I think people do that. Um, as th- that's a way of of hiding um, and separation from their own fears. It's, you know, it's kind of like I've given up on humanity. I've given up on trying to make things better with, you know, the human race. So I'm going to protect something I feel that is innocent. And so that's why they focus their energies on animals. And, I, you know, I'll take it all the way up to, you know, PETA and or whatever and all that those those types of organizations that really um, defend animals and go bonkers over uh, someone wearing a fur coat as opposed to, you know, just, you know, the atrocities of what happens to humans every day. So, you know, I, I mean, I think that's a way for them to kind of um, separate themselves from what's happening because they feel powerless. So, therefore, they they take on 
um, something that they feel that they can do something about. So they 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 do with animals, and because the animals become their their life. I mean, um, just like when you have a an, um, a pet, you know, and it is very much like a family member and, and everything. But some people take it to the extreme, um, making it more like a child because maybe they can have yeah. children, or they or they um, they've had their children, and then you know, so they now they can have quote unquote children again, um and or they have a loyalty, you know, issue, so you um the human race hasn't been loyal to me and I can't trust anybody for fear of, you know, crime or being hurt and heartache and things like that. So I will put my love into an animal like a dog or whatever, especially a dog outside of a cat, but a dog because they reciprocate, you know, uh, more of an action, more so than than cats, of course. But um, so I think that's where that comes in the psyche of all that. It's you know, it's it's just the way that we, you know, we um, decide that we're going to focus our energies on. And sometimes it can be really sad because that means that you've completely given up, you know, on humanity. Um. And That's very good. As far as, you know, by the way. Thank you. And as far as the, um, of course, my um, giveaway for those who are interested, it is Halloween and Wanted is one of my most, um, I guess it kind of spills into the uh, the horror genre per se. Um, so if anyone is interested, and then uh, they can get a free copy of and signed copy of my book. That and then go and check it out at crystalhickerson.com and all the other uh, books that I have. And, you know, and actually I think all of my books are pretty horrific, actually. But that <laughs> one's the actual <laughs> ones that are wow. in, in that actual genre. So, and, and The Magician is actually that way, too, but it's not really horror. It's more religious, per se, or metaphysical. But anywho... Uh, good show, and of course I look forward to um, next week or when you come back for regular stuff. And um, everybody have a good night. Thank you very much, ma'am. We appreciate it. And but great show as always. Um, you know, Halloween should be a time for fun for everyone. It doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter. You know what you believe in, or what not, what what you don't believe in. Halloween is what should be not only for the kids, but should be for the adults too. Should be a time where you get to just hang loose, have fun, do something you normally don't do. Um, you know, I know there's a lot of stereotypical things, especially in the South, that you know people freak out on. But for me, it's a time for you know a lot of fun. Um, get to go to different parties or decorate or you know, be somebody crazy or whatever. Um, you can pretty much dress up as anybody. It, it's sometimes it's just fun just to get out and just see what other people dress up as. Uh, no, uh, I guess a couple of friends of mine that they make their own Halloween costumes uh, every single year, um, and they're really, really creative. And it's just, it just you know, it's just a time to be fun. It, it gives you a chance to be a kid again. 
So, you know, this mm-hmm. Halloween, you know, for people that are not, you know, that typically don't participate, participate and have a little bit of fun, you know. It gives you, you know, it gives you a little bit of time to get away from all this stupid political shit and, you know, just have some fun and relax and, you know, you might you might surprise yourself. Um, other than that, um, great show as always. And another thing, too, um, don't take things to, I mean, we all have, you know, people that we admire and things of that nature, but don't take it too far to the point to whether they start hurting themselves, you hurt yourself, too. Um, I wouldn't even fake do it. So just don't take it so far. I mean, I've met several people, several famous people during my lifetime, and they're just like, you know, they're just people too. And sometimes if you, you know, treat them normal instead of treating them like a celebrity, you might get a chance to spend some uh, quality time with them like I've been able to. So just remember that when you run into some of the people that you admire or, you know, idolize or what have you. Other than that, great show. Everybody have a great evening and hopefully be on tomorrow night for a little bit of zone coverage and maybe Crystal will call in and talk about some lines since they're heating up up there. Oh, yeah, they're great. I won't call yeah, in until are. I just say it now. This is exciting. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they they heating up. Yeah, we're already talking about the playoffs. Playoffs? Playoffs? You kidding me? That's the most sports talk you're going to get out of Crystal. Football talk you're going to get out of Crystal right there. So. Hey, it really gotta, is. You got to talk about them lines now because Matthew Stafford's <laughs> stepping it up. They're making that NFC North a little bit interesting over there. So people, I guess the black Belichick is starting to wake up a little bit. <laughs> all right, I appreciate it, Buck. All right, Eminem, you're on the clock, bro. All right, man. Hey, great show, great, great show. Uh, def- definitely uh, appropriate topic, you know what I'm saying? And uh, like Buck was saying, you know what I'm saying? You know, when you think of Halloween, you think of fun stuff and all about fun. But like I say, but misery loves company, you know. So like I say, man, if y'all see somebody out there, man, it's you know, dressed up like something, like a clown or some shit, who not just pranking somebody, not just having a little extra fun. I mean, motherfuckers is really trying to, you know, hurt somebody. Man, you know, I, I forgot what college campuses was, but a bunch of them had got together and they just went around whooping the jokers' asses. I, I don't know if y'all seen that. That was a couple of years, um, a couple of weeks ago, I think. But uh, that's that's what's gonna have to happen. You know what I'm saying? The revolution won't be televised. Any issue you got or whatever, you know, uh, as one unit, we can solve anything. You know, I know that's some deep shit on a on a on a scary topic, but uh, but it's true. But uh, I think back of Halloween, man. Like I say, just you know, just bring back fun times as a kid and stuff. So, like I say, the only crazy shit I remember is uh, uh, one Halloween specifically. Some asshole was. Uh, putting some shit in Tylenols or something. That was back before they had the extra labels yeah. on them. It kind of fucked up Halloween. I remember how bad that felt, not really being able to just get candy. And, you know, your parents, they, you know, all these warnings came out looking for needles and shit like that. So those people that created that, you know, if you see somebody that's going to mess it up for everybody, fuck the police, fuck the judicial system, they just beat the fuck out of them. 
You know what I'm saying? And that'll slow some of that crazy stuff down. Because, you know, you an asshole, you know, you couldn't get no pussy until you 50 years old or whatever. You know, that's your damn problem. You know, don't fuck it up for everybody else. Um, like I said, Halloween should be a celebrity time. You know what I'm saying? You know, a lot of people let the freak come out of them a little bit. You know, they like to wear the, you know, the uh, more revealing, you know, made outfits and shit like that and, uh, you know, chicks dressing up like cats and stuff like that. And, you know, I always thought that was a good thing, you know what I'm saying? Costumes are a good thing, you know. So, like I say, you know, um, uh, you know, if if you got it, you know, flaunt it, you know what I'm saying? But uh, like I say, but at the same time, you know, Halloween's the end of the month. And what happens at the end of the month, you know what I'm saying? People get paid, see what I'm saying? <laughs> so you got a little extra money. You know what I'm saying? It would be nice if you could buy some honey. So I'm not going to leave this show without saying, you know, wow. Everybody wasting their time on November 7th. Of course, I'd be wasting mine too. But, November 8th. You know, November 8th, I'm sorry. 1313, write it in. You know what I'm saying? The shit ain't going to be on that write it in. So we want 1313 pass. I'm serious. Write that shit in on that ballot. And pretty soon people going to like, what the fuck is that? It's like, okay. You know, call in to talk to Q Show, and you get details literally every damn Tuesday in snippets, if not a lot. And I'm going to leave y'all with this. Pass that shit. So on Halloween, this is in reference to Halloween. All you motherfuckers out there who fucking need damn dead people, buy what? you some live pussy. Oh, yeah, you got a lot of people fuck dead people, man. I heard, yeah. I heard, <laughs> I, how we went from Halloween to, to necrophiliacs, I have no idea. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you people fucking dead people. Oh, yeah. Especially people working like, funeral homes and hospitals and shit, man. Dead people get fucked all the time. Seriously. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the show goes to left field. <laughs> okay, now I gotta go watch a comedy to get that out of my head. Cause that looks scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was a virgin until she got hit by that car, and that was it. Oh mm. boy. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm freaked out. I'm going to dream about that. Right, right. And on that note, uh, <laughs> I want to thank thecrystalshow.com, artsling.com. I want to thank author Candice. Uh, remember to join her book signing for Daily Desire at the Waco Convention Center in Texas, 6 to 9 p.m. in Waco, Texas. That's on October the 29th. October the 29th is Saturday. So go out there Saturday to the Waco Convention Center in Waco, Texas, and participate in the costume contest, raffles, door prizes, food, fun, music, all that good stuff for the Daily Desires book signing by author Candace. And my thanks to Crystal Hickerson for um, her contribution. You can get the book, Wanted. Um, if you email me, the first person to email me, and someone's probably already done it, I haven't checked my email yet, at talktoqnow at gmail.com. That's talk, the number two, Q, now at gmail.com. 
first person to email me saying that they want the book, want it, will get a copy of it, courtesy of show legend Crystal Hickerson. So go to TalkToQ.com if you want to sign up for my email newsletter and keep up with when the show is going to air and what's going to be on it. Uh, TalkToQ.com also has pictures of our show legends if you want to check them out. Um, and you can get other little information in the archive of all of the shows that we have so far, which is 643 of them. Everyone have a great night. Oh, you can follow me on Twitter at TalkQ. Peace out. We're doing zone coverage tomorrow, talking sports at 9 p.m. Eastern, and we'll be back here next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Have a good one. Holler at you later. And now I need to play my theme song to close things out. Peace. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? Let me thank you for having me on your show. It's so awesome to be here with you and all your listeners. My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. Call it, go ahead. I was told that I was a man-eater. I never really have a lot of pity for females when it comes to relationships. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. Now, let me bring Amanda on the line. I didn't realize she was holding there. Amanda, what's going on? Hey, Q. Hey, everybody. Does that make sense? I like that. I'm going to say that again one day. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that came out. Oh, all kinds of freaky. That's not what I meant. (laughs) Follow Q, guys. Thanks. Peace out.